You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Minor Talk is live. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Hey, big shout out to the Oscar Arietta Agency. They always bring out the Hometown Hero Award for UTEP Men's Basketball. Oscar Arietta is the official insurance agent of the Miners, and I'm actually looking at my Oscar Arietta Agency water bottle right now, and it has their phone number conveniently located on this water bottle, 915-400-6000 to get started on your free insurance policy, thanks to the Oscar Arietta Agency. They'll put together a policy quote for you for free. That, that's no cost whatsoever, thanks to the Oscar Arietta Agency, uh, and find ways how you can bundle your home and your auto insurance to save more here today well we're talking about a utep loss and it's a pretty bad one and it's a pretty easy breakdown so i'm just going to open up the phone lines right now 915-505-6009 liberty defeats utep 67 65 and sal what's the story of this one right here it's easy it's easy you know in life, there's things you got to pay a cost for, but oddly enough, when you get things for free, you wind up paying a cost on your own end. So it's none other than free throws, man. It, it, it starts and it ends there. There's many other areas that, sure, they could have done better in, but I highly doubt that if they, they make a good number of their free throws, a respective number of their free throws tonight on what a respective average is, let's say 70%, they get that win. They get the win easy, and it's it's disappointing on how this ended up. Miners entered this game eleven and two uh, at home. Their home record right now. Their only losses at home came in non conference play. First one was Texas A and M Corpus Christi. Second one was Seattle, and this one just stings a little bit more. It reminded me. I mean, if you really wanted to break it down, it reminded me a little of the Sam Houston game. Too close for comfort all the way through. Miners had multiple opportunities in late game situations. Just couldn't make the shots, didn't have the guy to will them to the victory that they needed, and 15 for 25 from the charity stripe. That's it. I mean, that's the story right there. I don't mean to be as simplistic as this, but that's the bottom line. 11 for 20 from the charity stripe in the second half. Couldn't make their shots. I mean, their threes weren't falling either. So, Miners were 6 of 21 from three-point land tonight. That's 28%, which is about their season average. When UTEP, let's be real, when they're shooting above that, that's a good night for them. When they're shooting worse than that, that's that's a little uncharacteristic. 29%, 30% from three-point range, that's just what this team is going to have to live with. Now, if you're a UTEP fan, the question is, can you live with the 21 uh, three-point attempts from this team right now as it stands? I mean, they shot okay from the field, 44%, but may I remind you that Liberty came in to the Don Haskins Center and shot 48% from the field, 38% from beyond on the arc and made enough free throws to win this game when it was all said and done. I thought UTEP was the more tough team tonight. I thought they were. I thought they were the tougher team. But Liberty, for some reason, they willed out this victory. They were pesky. Uh, they had a lot of those short, um, annoying point guards all over the floor. Couldn't stand this team. I'll be honest, Sal. Uh, their personnel was annoying. Their coaches were annoying. <laughs> I was there right in front of it. They wouldn't stop standing up for no reason. I mean, they, they were standing up for no reason. 
And I couldn't, you know, view was obstructed because of this terrible, terrible support staff. And, you know, I'm hearing it from not just the coaches. I'm hearing it from the players. I'm hearing it from the people around them as well. So it's like the Liberty group. I'm just not a fan. I'm completely out on this team. I can see a little rivalry brewing. And the fact that UTEP loses this one the way that they did, I think it stings a little, it should sting a little more for minor fans tonight. Yeah. And I think this kind of stems back to the, uh, the football game where they got the mariachis in the um, in the locker room to celebrate. Ultimate troll job, but we said it on that episode too. Zay said it best. When you win, you win. You can do whatever you want when you win. And um, although what they were doing, you know, as far as like obstructing the view and whatnot, um, I wonder if that may be a similar sentiment to, uh, to other teams in Conference USA. I, I definitely want to hear that because Hey, the players or the coach rather just isn't taking the uh, the role of the bad guy. The entire staff and directory is taking on that that role too. So I guess they're consistent in that regard. Shout, shout out to them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this, Al. Uh, UTEP tonight did a wonderful job honoring the 2003-2004 UTEP men's basketball team. Uh, that team deserves so much credit. They went to the the uh, NCAA tournament that year. Uh, a complete turnaround from that first season under Billy Gillespie, and it was uh, guys like. Jason Williams, guys like, uh, you know, of course, Philly Rivera, Omar Thomas, his jersey's up in the rafters, not retired. Let's be, um, you know, clear on that, but recognized tonight. And, uh, you know, Omar Thomas, one of the all time greats, friend of the program, Jason Williams, same with him, uh, and just some other great personalities from that 2003 2004 team, Roy Smallwood, you name it. They were out there signing autographs, taking photos with fans. They were being very engaging. And uh, for them to come out tonight and watch a loss like this, it was an entertaining game, no doubt about it. But I felt like the Miners had it. I'm tired of talking about entertaining games, fun games for fans. It's time to talk, uh, it's time to talk about wins for this UTEP basketball team. They're, I, you, know, you can think of what, what you want about this team, but I still think they're too good to lose these games at home. And across conference, you say the home team, team is coming out on top so there in my opinion no excuse for losing tonight uh you know 40 minutes down the road new mexico state was trailing almost the entire game to jacksonville state and they came back and won somehow somehow and i think utep's due for some of those where despite the adversity they face in the games they just got to pull these out and they just got to find ways to win let's go to the phones right now we'll get some more thoughts from sal Montes in a bit he's already busy early on 915-505-6009 this uh woman was honored along with her husband in the previous game as one of the standout honor roll fans and also for everything she did serving our country uh she is minor pat who's joining us first on the phone lines. Minor Pat, shout out to you. Give us your thoughts of this game. Well, thank you very much there, um, young man. Um, first of all, yes, free throws are freaking free. That's the, I mean, free. I, 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 and we were so disappointed how many free throws. We missed like four or five free throws in the last couple of minutes of the game. That's number one. Number two, the little point guards that was on Liberty, they were little mini-me's. I mean, it's like nobody was could cover them. They were running around like little rats. And I was like, and, and they was hitting threes. And I'm like, somebody needs to stop them. Because they were the ones that had a lot of their points. Okay? Right. And, and it's, it's like, 
and I was I was sitting behind. Well, not actually behind you, but up in the stands when their their little uh, bench was standing up and and all. And the referees didn't say anything. They didn't sit them down or anything like that. And I think there were several calls that the referees did call that was not that shouldn't have been called. I, 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 we had a couple of referees tonight that was just horrible. And I know the coaches can't say anything about that, but I can. They were horrible. They need to go back to Foot Locker and continue their career there. Thank you so very much, young man. Have a good night. <laughs> Great stuff, Minor Pat. I, I love Minor Pat, that. man. Uh, yeah, they do need – Conference USA refs need to go back to their uh, part-time jobs at Foot Locker and, uh, you know – that's where they need to be. I can't stand the Conference USA refs, uh, Sal, but this is nothing new. We've seen this and we know this year over year. Foul discrepancy tonight. Uh, UTEP actually takes more free throw attempts tonight over Liberty. 25 free throw attempts for the Miners compared to 19 for Liberty. Yeah. There you go. Th- that That's exactly it, man. And, and I think in terms of, um, of style for both teams – Complete opposites. Uh, I guess half style, half stats. I mean, this is a team who trucks up threes, one of the better shooting teams in um, in Conference USA, and uh, the best team when it comes to ball security, not turning it over. And UTEP, right. the number one team in the enforced turnovers, and Liberty, um, you know, only turns it over 14 times, which in reality is a lot for them, not a lot for other teams. It's probably like slightly above the average, but for, uh, for the Miners, definitely wanted to see um, kind of them take more advantage in transition but liberty taking better care of it yeah and actually to your point sal um it's actually real interesting because i'm glad you brought up the turnovers in this matchup the miners actually had more turnovers than liberty and that doesn't happen at home at least uh, when it comes to utep this team does not have more turnovers than their opponents it's rare that this actually happens they had 18 turnovers tonight uh compared to forcing 14 turnovers on the other side now on the flip side liberty cap Capitalized on 17 points off those 18 turnovers they forced. Miners capitalized on only 10 points on the 14 turnovers. So uh, if that is UTEP's bread and butter, like we're talking about this, uh, you know, turning the ball over against their opponents, they didn't do a really good job of that against Liberty. And that's a disciplined team in the Flames right there when it comes to that margin. Just like Sal said, I would give the advantage to Liberty. I mean, they won that turnover margin uh, here when it was all said and done. Let's go back to the phones. Leon is next here. Up with us, 915-505-6009. Good evening, Leon. What's going on? Hey, good, e- <clears throat> good evening, guys. Rough, rough, rough night. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think we were going to hear a footlocker drop tonight. That's that's something I hadn't heard in a while. Me neither. So, but uh, you know what? That She had it in the bag. She's always had that one in the bag, minor pat, Leon. But she just threw it out tonight, you know? And, and I'm happy she did that. I, I love it. Uh, that was awesome. But what I don't think is awesome, and, and Adrian, you said we were the tougher team tonight. I disagree. I think number three was a lot tougher than we were in a lot of different ways. And how this team loses to a 5-1 guard. He basically kicked our tail all over the court tonight. 5-1 against our guards who are over six feet. Golding talking about mismatches? What, what, what is Golding and Cox watching? What mismatches? Our guards compared to their guards, and you can't find the mismatch. Give me a break. I, I don't know what to say about tonight. A 5-1 guard is all I'm going to say. Beat UTEP. 
Yeah. So if, if he's if he's tougher, maybe we need to start looking for five one guards instead of six four guys and six two guys that can't take over a game. I don't understand it, gentlemen. I don't understand tonight. A lot of different things could have happened. Free throws is one thing, but if you don't know when he, when when Golding's talking about mismatches, I don't know what the hell he's watching. Have a good evening. Hey, appreciate it, Leon. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Man, I, I hear your frustration through the phones, man. That was probably the most pissed off Leon's ever been with us. And he, again, Leon's been with us since like 2019 when we started this uh, for the first year. So yeah, that, that was a pretty mad phone call right there. I'll say this though, Sal, as far as the mismatch goes, you know what the mismatch was? UTIP's big man. Um, that was what Liberty exposed on most of their possessions offensively. Like when Kevin Callow was in there. Oh, yeah. He was on the skates. Uh, they really had him on the skates. And then they had Solomon play in stretches, but he couldn't keep up with them. So oh, I liked he... I liked Dos Anjos' minutes, honestly, man. Among the uh, the big men, there was only two Elijah Jones minutes today. So among the big men, I'd give yeah. it to uh, Jonathan Dos Anjos, who actually looked a little more athletic out there. And liberally, uh, liberally, Liberty, um, when it comes to their roster, they're they're probably the smallest team in terms of height in Conference USA. But they really attacked, you know, on that opposite end, saying, "Hey, we're not going to let you bully us." And and think about it too: who's the most reliable big that the Miners have? One might take a little bit of time to think of that answer, but then two, the better part of that uh, sequence of questions is: do you trust them in a matchup no. against another big? And uh, how much do you trust them if you barely do? So yeah. I, I, you got to give Coach McKay credit, man. He was able to, uh, you know, just establish, you know, dominance early on, saying we want to run, we're going to shoot it a lot, and we're going to take out your bigs early on. They were doubling Sa- uh, Solomon first four or five possessions, maybe a couple more after that, but there was no rhythm at all for any of the bigs. No, that's a good point. They did not get any – they didn't have any access to these um, – I guess, better opportunities when it came to the bigs. So, yeah, you're exactly right there, Sal. Uh, and I didn't like the production from the bigs tonight whatsoever. But that's, I mean, that's not new news. Uh, this is all old stuff right here. We're talking a lot of uh, redundancies with this UTEP basketball. Like, no one watching this game that has watched UTEP basketball all season long should be surprised on today's outcome. I mean, I guess you can say UTEP's been a great home team, so they shouldn't lose at home. I get that. But at the same time, if this team is uh, you know, a good home team, bad road team, then they, sh- they should win these games. I'm just not shocked the way that it happened. This one really reminded me of the finish to the Sam Houston uh, game last week, just a week ago from today. And um, the way it stands right now, they don't. I don't see them beating New Mexico State next week. I, I have to change my pick. I picked the Miners to go three and zero in this home stand, and I don't know if they're going to beat the Aggies anymore. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with the uh, the way that things have gone this season. I think it's been tough for this group. I like some of the pieces. Really like um, David Terrell Jr. Really like Corey Camper Jr. and the way he played tonight. Big fan of Otis Frazier the third. Uh, Hardy's given this program a lot, but yeah, it just hasn't hasn't gelled. You know, this season the way that they thought it would. This was the same team. I'll just remind you that went into the stands into the student section after their win against UC Santa Barbara and celebrated with the fans like they were building something special. And the reality is uh, this team, the only thing special will uh, will have to come in the conference tournament because the regular season, non-conference play, conference play, it's been hard to watch. Just simply put. No, it, it really has, especially when you don't know what minor basketball team you're going to get on that day. I, I think 
throughout their uh, their home winning stretch and even uh, some of the the road losses, you could kind of see what their identity was going to be, right? Be a scrappy team on defense, keep it to within six within the last six minutes or so, and they've been following that trend and and you know doing better on a good part of those. However, when it comes to uh, teams that they're on par with or or maybe just a, a slight step above, they can't get it done, and and right. it feels like people um, are asking these questions and maybe they're asking too much compared to what this team really is but you see that trend and if they're following it you, you got to live and die with the results I, I know it's a frustrating loss but at the same time too if UTEP isn't playing their best basketball who do you even trust them to beat in the first place? Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We'll get to our hot hand of the award late later on in the program. That's brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso Player of the Night. Brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. More in a moment. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk. Brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Callers coming up next here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. Minor Talk continues presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Mike from Austin is next here up on the phone lines. Mike, good evening. What's up? Gentlemen, good evening. Um, I'm no Coach Golding apologist, but anybody who comes out and puts this on uh, Coach Golding is out of their mind. Uh, and I got to tell you, you know, you know from my calls that I – self-proclaim I am not an X's and O's guy and I don't try to pretend that I am but this comes down to free throws and this game and free throws in my opinion is a player's responsibility not a coach's if a coach has to continue to harp on you to make free throws then you shouldn't be playing division one basketball that should be part of your normal repertoire that you work on on the off season, you know, when nobody's watching, when the cameras aren't rolling, um, if we make half of the free throws that we missed, then we have a win. That that's that's a player execution thing. That's not a coach thing. That's not a fan thing. Um, even with Leon coming out, I understand his frustration. I'm frustrated too, but this. That's a player execution. How many layups did we miss? We missed three layups, freaking clear layups that we missed, plus all those handful of uh, of um, free throws. That's players. That's player execution. So the players need to get their heads out of their fourth point of contact, and they need to start freaking playing and executing. You know, Coach Golden can only do so much. He's not out there dribbling the basketball. These players need to freaking pull it out. And so that's that's what I got, and I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, hey, I appreciate Chris. it, Mike. Uh, thanks for weighing in. 915-505-6009. Mike putting the, you know, the onus kind of on the players, and he thinks that they uh, they could have got a little bit more they, from, from some of their guys. So I hear, I hear where he's going. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike, uh, for weighing in on that. I think, um, you know, other callers have suggested the coach was at blame. You know, Mike here is pointing the finger of blame, um, you know, at some of the players and asking the players to take some accountability. Full phone lines and uh, let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. Dave is next, then George, and then we'll get to Ronnie. Dave, good after or good evening, I should say. What's going on, man? How's it going, man? It's going all right, David. What's going on with you? Well, I saw the, the, the game on uh, ESPN Plus. And 
I called before. I remember um, you. Yeah. You yeah. give me your thoughts. Okay. First of all, Liberty was faster. They were quicker. Okay. So what Coach Golding should have done is got uh, played with four four guards and one big. Okay, because the minors play the pet and out. They play defense right right in the passing lane. Okay, so you can get beat, you know, on the back door. And a couple of times, Liberty went and got the layup. It's real simple. Okay, the the minor missed ten free throws. Okay, Liberty missed eight. If those free throws were made, Utah would have had 25 points, and Liberty would have had 75 points. So that that would have sent it to overtime. And another thing, uh, yes, I I put 50-50 blame blame on uh, Golding and uh, the other 50 percent on on the players because you know free throws that's. It's a gimme. Okay? And he didn't adjust because uh, the players were quicker. Okay? And Liberty was uh, crowding the paint so nobody would drive in. And they, they were egging the miners to shoot a three. Okay? They know the miners can't shoot threes. Okay? And that's bottom line. Yeah, the miners won. On the boards, twenty nine something to uh, twenty nine to twenty two something like that. But you win on the foul line, okay? And you don't win by threes, okay? Um, I mean, when I was a coach, I I did practice the threes, and I had real good uh, girls uh, shooting threes, but we were quick. Just like Liberty, we were quick. <laughs> well, good stuff. Hey, hey, David, good stuff. We got to keep things moving, man. We got a lot of callers uh, behind you, so good stuff. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. We'll keep reacting after all of this. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. George is up next on the phone lines. Uh, appreciate David's call there, George. Good evening, man. What's going on? Hey, I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. I've been, I've been out. I, I was, I was sick for a while, so. I hadn't really gone to the games and, and had a lot of stuff going on. But, hey, no worries, you know, man. I this thought, is a busy time of year, George. You go ahead. You give me your yeah, thoughts brother. on the team. You know what, Adrian? I, I, I believe that uh, David earlier that and, and Leon said the same thing. And I, I echo the same sentiments. I just really don't see this team have – they have a lack of execution on offense. There's not really that intensity on defense to try to lock down on the players. I agree. They were a little bit faster than the minors, but you know, that's where that's where coach needs to adjust and and go smaller if he has to. I mean, that's not a big uh, a big in that news story that you know, if they're quicker than you then and go with a quicker lineup. You know, also I don't understand why Horton the 3rd doesn't get more time. You know, you need to to create some kind of offense. This kid comes in and, and shoots a three and turns it over. Uh, I mean, turns the ball game around, and then they call a timeout and he's out of the game. I don't understand that. I mean, they don't get this kid the ball. They need to work around them, you know. 
and and make the free throws. Make the free throws. When you're driving in, go in and try the best to, to make your layups. Yeah, you couldn't be more right there, George. And, you know, the thing is, is uh, I know that David said this earlier or mentioned this earlier. They didn't go four guards, one big. Actually, that was their entire lineup on the entire game. I mean, they went four guards, one um, one big. If you don't consider um, – Otis Frazier the third a forward well then uh, that's I guess that's on you but he's more of a guard in my opinion uh, if you wanted Otis Frazier to be your tallest guy on the floor or his or your true five that would be an interesting lineup to go a little bit more athletic for with more speed uh, and George touched on the speed a little bit of this uh, on his call uh, but yeah I think that's the only thing I would change if I was really thinking of that and then Trey Horton tonight three points he had three fouls I think that's why he probably was subbed out of the game third minutes, but I did like his defense, so I think you're on to something there, George. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Let's go to Ronnie, 915-505-6009. Ronnie, uh, another game, another loss for UTEP basketball. I got some good news for you guys, though. Okay, what's the good news? But nothing about New Mexico State, though, because they already won. No, no. I'm going to come to El Paso on the 24th of this month for the uh, San Houston game. Wow, that is excellent news. This is breaking news. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Ronnie in El Paso for the big 24th. Uh, you got to stop by the actual studio, Ronnie. I, I figure I'm well, just going to give you the chair. Yeah. Well, of course. Of course. All I'm right. To be there. I guess uh, uh, just tell me when you land. We'll pick you up from the airport. We'll give you the full. Oh, man, uh, we'll I give like, you the full experience. I like, <laughs> I like this. I like this. Fall. The Lions just killed us last week, huh? My goodness, man! You'd have thought Dana Dimmel was coaching that team the way they collapsed. Oh that, that man, he had to go that way. That way, Sal. I'm sorry to your Lions, Sal. Man, hey, I. I will never get over it. And I'm not watching the Super Bowl, everybody. I'm I'm too heartbroken. <laughs> Think of it like this. Think of it like this. You're, you're in high school. You're waiting, you know, all year. You build up the courage. You ask your date. She says yes. All right, cool. You're going. Holding the hand, about to walk in. Soon as you're about to step your very first foot in there, someone takes your date and they run off. Oh, oh that's the Super Bowl. And then they ask, well, are you still going to go to the dance? What the hell for? Oh, man. <laughs> that's tough what one. I think. Tough loss. Hey, uh, it was a tough loss tonight for minor fans. Ronnie, what did you think of this one? Uh, you know, I want to say something that I don't think people are speaking up about. Two years ago, Golden couldn't wait to get rid of Agnew because he was moody. He was tough to coach at times. And then he goes and gets Zid Powell, like the same player, but with two inches. So I don't understand how that happened. Um, I really don't. But I said this when they beat uh, Santa Barbara. The key to the Myers being good is actually their nightmare. They need Zid Powell to be the leading scorer. They need him to get out of this little moodiness that he has, and they need him to play ball. Like If he's not going to be the best player on the floor for them every night or any given night, they don't have a shot to win, and here's why. Um, Golding is defensive coach. We know that. Golding is trying to take the recipe of Jans and Rick Barnes, but I don't know if anybody knows this. Rick Barnes had a few players that could play offense. You know, Kevin Durant, T.J. Ford, guys like that. Jans had this kid named Teddy Allen. Like, you can be defensive, but you got to have a freaking stud on the offensive end, too, when you're going to try to win games in the 60s. And, and unfortunately, Golding doesn't have that. The closest kid to that. Probably the Powell kid, but for some reason, Briggs' number one recruit just has not 
meshed and gotten well and gotten, you know, anything really going. But if you look at the Wyoming game, the Santa Barbara game, he's the best player on the court, and they beat those teams. And if they don't get back to him being that, this team's going nowhere fast. I do think they'll beat New Mexico State. Matter of fact, not even think they're going to beat New Mexico State. I'll say they're, they're, they're going to beat New Mexico State. So minor fans, Ryan's going to give you some free advice. Take the minors to cover spread, whether they're favorite, underdog, doesn't matter. They're going to beat New Mexico State. Like, that's a must-win game. They're going to win it. Mexico State, actually, you can fact-check me on this, uh, Sal. Mexico State is the one team worse in the league on the road than the minors. Actually, 0-9 on the road. Minors are 0-7. So take the numbers and take the minors to win the game. Mm. But how much of a road trip is it for them? It's just a 40-minute bus ride, Ronnie. Dude, they just had a player that just got suspended indefinitely. They're always in the news for the wrong reasons. It's a road it's trip. True. It's That's road true. That's true. It's a road trip. Hey, it's we'll, we'll trip. see you then in two weeks, Ronnie. I love yes, it, man. Uh, 24th, Ronnie coming into town. Three weeks or whatever it is. That, that sounds awesome, man. I'm, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Ronnie in person uh, for the first time ever. Let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. That is our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. A lot of posts to read from uh, social media. We'll get to Luther in just a second. Let's go to Twitter briefly. Joe Chacon, 11-1 at home when scoring 70 points or more. How many freebies did we miss? Game changer? Watching on ESPN Plus, the crowd looked decent for a change. Those fans want uh, those fans that decided to take a chance might not be back for the next one. Hashtag minor talk. Manny David, from what little I saw from the game, it looks like turnovers and missed free throws doomed the minors tonight. I think I loathe Liberty more than BYU. You know what? Okay, I'm in that. I, now that 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 was mentioned, we can talk about kind of what we were chatting about. We yes. were joking about it, of course, but at this rate, I mean, who knows what happens? But um, Agent and I were like, "Hey, the way this game's going, Liberty might be more hated right now than New Mexico State." I don't know why, but I think the 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 fire. The feistiness between both teams tonight against each other um, kind of stemmed, in my opinion, from the football game with the trolling job mm. in the locker room. And we talked about this, too. I was saying, yeah, they're going to come out in their Los Mineros jerseys. And sure enough. But what I'm getting at, though, is does UTEP hate Liberty more than they hate New Mexico State, at least right now? I'm not mm. saying overall. Of course, we know that's that's a century long <laughs> or so rivalry. But um I think they hate the Flames more than the Aggies. Well, the the Flames are very hateable, man. I'm going to say that. Liberty's a hateable team. I couldn't stand them. They were very annoying. Uh, At least where I stand right now, I'm definitely on the hate Liberty train. And I I have no rooting interest in anything. Or at least I try not to. Liberty at all in college athletics (laughs) other than Liberty. There you go. I, I'm with you on that completely. King Eric, I think UTEP let this one slip away from them. With about two minutes left, down three, they kept trading buckets with Liberty, and they went on a scoring drought late, in, too late in the game. Frustrating loss for sure. Let's go back to the phones. Luther is next on the phone lines now on 5505-6009. Full phone lines. We'll get to Matt Miguel and then Mike Smith, our good pal, here in just a second. Luther, good evening. What's going on? Let me know why we're going to work it inside, never, and then run a one-on-one on the outside all the time. And i got to put back on the coach, like, where are you going to run that when you got the guy down the inside open and they can't pass it out for him? And I'm going to put it back on the coach why we're not winning with 16-point lead in the last game, and now we're down 
a little bit, and now we're back in the way we are. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're, what you're saying there, Luther. It's one of those things there. Uh, when you're talking about the offense, you're trying to dissect the offense. I mean, good luck, man. I just don't see there's – there. they ran a couple plays that re- that I really liked. But other than that, I mean, a couple plays here and there that kind of strike you, good looks where they're getting clean looks. It's a lot of ISO ball. It's a lot of hero ball. Your turn, my turn. Whose turn is it? it? It's a ton of ISO ball. And I'm trying to figure out why they're doing so much on the outside when they actually have a decent inside game. Kalu and Hamilton, if you put them in. Yeah, you know, I like every Hamilton. Every time Hamilton gets in, he scores. Yeah. I'm with you. I can't argue with you on that, man. Uh, tonight they went with just Dos Anjos. They went with a little Calvin Solomon. He started the game for them the first time he started in a while. Kalu off the bench. Didn't see much of Kalu at all. He was exposed defensively, and it, it felt like the coaching staff didn't really want to throw him out well, there enough. Every time Solomon gets a ball, he looked inside a couple of times and threw it back out when he had an easy layup. I, I agree with you on that. I thought he had some opportunities he did not take advantage of. And I wish – Solomon, I don't know if that's a coaching thing. Is it? They don't, he doesn't have the green light to take some of those. I wonder if he's in his own head because he had three costly turnovers too, man. I mean, uh, Solomon kind of is what he is right now, and it's in his own head. That That's the sad thing. Solomon was a preseason all-conference player uh, in Conference USA, let me remind you. And for him to have this kind of outing to close out his final year of college basketball, it's just not what you want to see i mean it's uncharacteristic for sure i appreciate the phone call luther thanks for weighing in on the show with us let's keep things moving i i gotta get to next caller uh matt miguel has been waiting patiently 915-505-6009 that is our telephone number 600 espn el paso on twitter and then 600 espn el paso on our free mobile app as well matt miguel is next what's going on matt miguel hey how you doing guys doing well give us your thoughts on this matchup Good job on the show, and yeah, I, I uh, same, you know, I've been hearing, listening to your callers, and same thing, you know, it's so frustrating, you know, uh, we have good, we have some very good young players, and I don't understand why Golding doesn't play him and give him a chance, you know, we've got Horton, Hamilton, you know, it, it's just, you know, half the season's gone, or even more, and he's hardly played, it's just, you know, I feel bad for him, you know, because they're talented kids, and they just don't get the shot. I don't know if there's something going on that, you know, that we don't see, you know, like in practice, you know, but we, you know, we got to I think he's got to give these kids a shot and maybe, maybe we'll get some production inside, you know, the, the minors, sadly, you know, and we, it's, it's, it's just the season. We're not a good shooting team, you know, and there they are launching three pointers, you know, what today I was at the game today and, you know, try to make all the games that we can, you know, but today they shot 21 three-pointers. I mean, go inside, inside, you know, put Hamilton in there. Other players, you know, Horton is a good player. They hardly play him or he comes in for a few minutes. It's just frustrating. I don't, and I don't get it. You know, I don't, I don't understand. And then the last thing I'm mad about, and, you know, for the most part, minor fans are great, but today I think we let the team down, you know, uh, you know, like the last three, four minutes, you know, the game was close and, you know, I look around and people are sitting down and, you know, normally, I mean, get up and be loud. I think that's that's what they call it, the six-man and home field, you know, home court advantage, you know. And, I mean, the football coach was out there and he was rallying up the fans and everybody stood. And then during the game, 
everybody's sitting down. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. Come on, fans. We're better than that, and we need to support them and get out there, be loud, and make it a home court advantage. All That's right. all I got for tonight, guys. Hey, I appreciate it, Matt Miguel. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. We've got a third member of our broadcast team. He is Alberto Reta. He was uh, working with the ESPN Plus broadcast tonight. Alberto, we you've gotten a chance to listen to a lot of the calls so far, uh, and I apologize not throwing it your way sooner. Liberty defeats UTEP 67-65, and when I saw you at the Haskins Center, I saw. I thought I told you, there's no way UTEP loses this game. I just felt like the Miners would win this one. How did they lose this game, in your opinion? You know what? It's the it's the same story as last year. You know the 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 crucial free throws. You know they're free, like like uh, the loyal Miner fans have been saying on here. I, I was listening on my way, and they're just not disciplined in, uh, towards the end. You know, um, I think that that uh, Zid Powell attempt to. Recover his own rebound on a, on a on a free throw instead of uh, getting it to to within one. I think that's uh when you look back retro uh, when you look back hindsight is twenty twenty that probably is a mistake you know so just sloppy play for the miners and and um, this is just something that we keep seeing and and I know people are disappointed but but it's just something that we're I'm so used to I'm not disappointed anymore it's just the same thing yeah. day in day out what did kind of surprise me was the amount of fans I saw and, and I didn't think I'd see that many and in fact it, it, it surprised me in the in a wrong well, not a wrong way it's just rubbed me the wrong way because it, it really shows you like people just don't care you know they just they, they know the miners are playing they know that the season's going on and uh, the stadium's empty uh, and the stadium will continue to be empty but they rather embrace something that happened 20 years ago than embrace anything that's going on right now because they just don't get excited. So that really, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And well, I could, I could I mean, go into that for about 45, 50 minutes. Just, just the state of things and like the, delu- I, I don't know. It's just. Well, I'll just say this, man. I, what has UTEP done to warrant this? And you might argue that, hey, fans, if you're a true fan, you should just go to all these games right there. But I would argue as well, and we've talked about this a lot on Sports Talk, people spend their hard-earned money on a lot of different things entertainment-wise here in El Paso. It's up to the miners to earn that dollar every single game from some of these fans. And uh, you can call them Fairweather. You can call some of the fans here in El Paso bandwagoners, sure. But some of those who go to every single basketball game and who have uh, really put a lot of faith in this team and are let down, disappointed. I feel for those fans. Those are the ones I, I feel for right there. And those are the ones who are most frustrated because if they're going out and watching this team right there, nah. I mean, I I don't have a lot of uh, you know, I don't have a lot of um, ill will to those who don't who choose not to go. You know, I, I understand it. Let's go back to the phones. It's our pal Mike Smith, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Mike, great to hear from you. Happy New Year, man. <laughs> Adrian, happy New Year. How you doing, buddy? It's great to hear from you, man. Hey, uh Zach Levine out for the season, man. What's going on there? Oh, uh, there goes our trading piece. I know. I know, man. Now we that uh, whole uh deal with ball and Levine and Vucevic and DeRozan just went out the door. So, oh, man. blow it up, start over. There's your Chicago Bulls talk. All right, now give us your minor so, talk. Give us what you think of this team right now. Well, yeah, I have a few things written down even to keep track of where, where I'd start. But first thing, you guys were talking about the, uh, you know, the the fans and stuff, and and they they price that nine one five. I've always thought it's simple economics. You got five thousand people out there. 
that ain't enough, you know. So if $9 isn't working, drop it to 5 Give the middle school kids free tickets or a dollar. Get the people back out there. You, you're not going to – you're killing recruiting if you're going to plan on bringing somebody down there and half the stadium's empty. You know, you, Fair you, point. you're not going to get the three, four-star kid at all if it's em- half empty. So that's the athletic department. And I, that's not going to change my mind as a season ticket holder. I just I still want to sit where I want to sit and have the parking pass. So, you know, just drop the price, get people in there where they can't afford not to go. I like that. I like yeah. that point. I like that. All right, give me you know, point number two. So the game. Well, all right, I'd start out with they, 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 that that other team. They had the best player on the court, number three. He was he could stop on a dime and kept going, never got tired and. He lit them up, and he, you know, and the best player on the court, the team that has the best player, a lot of times is going to win the game. I always liked watching Michael Jordan, you know. Uh, that was the shortest team, one of the shortest teams in the NCAA out there. We didn't see Kalu out there very often at all. Didn't see, haven't seen uh, Derek Hamilton, which has his instant offense, you know, and this team struggles offensively. I listened to a couple callers earlier talk about that. You know, it's just their offense, they should be going in and out on the shortest team in the NCAA, and they don't play a 6'10 guy. That doesn't sound, you know, they could run to high pick and roll and that, and then dump it in and out. You know, you don't see that. You see them running around the outside, and this team couldn't shoot themselves out of a wet paper bag. They're just not a good shooting team. They didn't shoot bad tonight. But they're not – they can't – they don't have a spot-up shooter. One guy you consistently go to, it's going to shoot 40% from the three-point line. I mean, so I just don't understand Derek Hamilton, Kalu, not getting their opportunity. I mean, the other game that he just played, Kalu played in the first half. He only got two trips up and down the court. One trip he, uh, he scored. The other one he set the pick about 10 feet from the bucket and Powell rolled in for a free layup. And then he's out of the game. I don't know if it's conditioning or does, but uh, yeah, that blows my mind. You know, I I don't understand that. But their offense gets stagnant. You know, running around the perimeter, there's not enough pick and rolls or or ball screens or any of that going on a lot of times. And but it would help when you're playing the shortest team in the in the NCAA or something dang close to it to play your big guys and and get second chances. No doubt about it. I and I understand that. And you know, I just while you were talking there, Mike, I just looked it up. You're spot on. Liberty is actually in the bottom five of shortest teams in uh, college basketball right now. So you were spot on there. Yeah, when you look at it, Colin Porter, five foot nine. You look at uh, Math- uh Matheny, who that's the guy you were talking about, Caden Matheny, he's 5'10". He scored 21 points. He erupted tonight for the Flames, and he helped them in a big way. And then the Kalu minutes, they only have him out on the uh, floor for eight minutes. No sign of Derek Hamilton tonight. They went with a smaller athletic lineup. They tried to keep pace with Liberty, and instead, uh, you know, it came back to bite them because the Miners just could not get the offense they wanted. Points in the paint. I'll just give you that stat, Mike, because you talk about the height. 
night. Points in the paint. UTEP was 28 points in the paint compared to Liberty, who actually outscored them in the paint 32 points to 28. So that that number needs to be higher. Uh, this was a frustrating loss, no doubt about it. I appreciate the phone call, Mike. It's always great to hear from you, man. I got to move along, get to some other callers who've been waiting with us as well. But it's always great to hear from you. Give us a call back. You gave some great insight there, and it's uh, good to hear from you, man, here, especially when it comes to UTEP uh, hoops. That's that's Mike Smith, man. That's uh, the uh, Scott at the Golf Course Pro right there. So uh, hit him up when you need some golf lessons. That's our guy, Mike Smith. Uh, next up, let's go to Adrian at Enemy Win 3. He said this. Uh, this is earlier today. Mike is wrong when you ask the players to put their effort on defense. They don't have the legs to make the free throws. There has to be balance. This is coming in from Pick My Axe 915. UTEP played a better second half than first. Not saying much, but a lot of missed opportunities in the final five minutes to win that game. Specifically free throws. At least we got to see Omar Thomas's banner. I agree with that. Shout out to OT. Trey Chauvin, UTEP needs to find a real coach that can recruit real talent to compete with good teams. Golding is not the man. I'm sorry. This is from Poncho. Embarrassing loss by UTEP basketball against a team that played most of the game with two players listed as five foot nine and five foot ten. To make things worse, their leading scorer was the five foot ten kid. Why isn't Hamilton getting more minutes? Uh, Augustine, people should call into minor talk. Just don't do it when you're drunk. <laughs> That's the uh, only way to. Do oh it. man, <laughs> uh, this is. Uh, hey, and and uh, he showed some love to you, Sal. He said, "Hey, the lines were robbed." Um, there you go. Yeah, man. Uh, Pinky said, "Never hashtag NMSU sucks." Uh, minor talk. That's uh, that's what uh, Pinky says. Let's go back Good. to the phones right now and let's uh, let's keep things moving. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Great string of phone calls. Really appreciate everybody chiming in and being excited to talk some UTEP hoops. Uh, we lost Jesse. So Jesse, if you're you're listening to us right now, you want to talk some UTEP hoops with us. Uh, we're happy to bring you back. But next up is Chris. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That is our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso. I've been reading some posts on Twitter or X. That is 600 ESPN El Paso there. Let's go to uh, Chris, who is joining us next. Chris, good evening, man. What's going on? Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you. Um, no, I was just laughing because when you guys were saying that hate, you know, hating Liberty, uh, their charter bus passed me by, and uh, I just gave them the, the number one sign. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is a great call. This is a, well, I wish yeah. we had some Alon DK gift cards to give you there, Chris. That was that was candidate for caller of the show right there. I appreciate it, Chris. Well, and, and, and they were headed towards. I think I, I guess they have a private chartered uh, plane. Yes, so it makes me flex not on like them. them even more. So anyway, but you know, I, I just wanted to share one thing. I, I took my daughter out to the game, and I, I I'm a broken record. I keep telling her, listen. We're not being beat by better teams. We're we're beating ourselves, and we, and that's what frustrates me. And, and um, we, you know, we have talent. We have, um, you know, yeah, at times suspect play calling and uh, just. But I, I just truly feel that yeah, our, the greatest, our greatest enemy or our greatest opponent is ourselves. We we just can't. I don't know. Piece it together to 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 you know to to pull out the win. 
Yeah, that's what's frustrating, right? Because this one felt like the Sam Houston game last week. Last week, the score was stuck at, I thought it was a shot clock issue or something like that, but it was stuck at 56-55 forever, and then Sam Houston State, or Sam Houston wins that game late in that matchup. Tonight, Liberty, UTEP, they're just going, they're, they're shooting shots, and they're making shots late in the game, just one after the other, but Liberty hit that late three that really set the, them over the top. Miners had a couple good looks, couldn't tie it up and that was pretty much it that was how it all wrapped up man I mean I don't know Chris I think this basketball team has shown us time and time again who they are and I think UTEP fans just have to accept who they are and it's maybe a 500 team or just a little less than a 500 team yeah at this point you know I'm just looking forward for them to beat NMSU and you know what that'll be my season because at this point I'm really not expecting much else but gosh, if they can please just come out and beat NMSU. Please. Okay. All right, man. We got you down for it. Uh, I appreciate the phone call, Chris. Thanks for weighing in. 915-505-6009, our telephone number. We've cleared the phone line. So if you've been weighing in or trying to weigh in on the show and you want to talk with us, give us a call, 915-505-6009. Uh, Sal, you know, this this uh, minor talk I think was very frustrating for fans. I think last week felt like this one as well. And tonight, again, it was, it was almost an implosion for minor fans just really frustrated about what ended up happening tonight um and they just they wanted to win they almost expected that win i expected a win tonight and utep just couldn't get it done they just couldn't pull it out yeah i think it's just uh, them finding different ways to lose games uh, th- there's deficiencies that we've seen but they they played relatively well for a good part of it sure they allowed some uh, some easy gimmies at the cup but no matter what stat I go through, no matter what type of, um, you know, fantasizing of, hey, adjust the lineup here, you know, attack the paint, it still doesn't justify a whole, um, basically doing a whole platoon swap for making three more free throws. Yeah, I mean, that's ten, right. The, the, the free throws that they missed, it starts and it ends there with me. All these other little knick-knack, whatever, those types of plays, whatever. But 10 missed free throws in a game where you lose by two. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. I, I don't really – look, fans wanted to blame Golding. Fans wanted to blame the players. It's the It missed free throws. That's it. I mean, that's how I look at it. And the fact that the Miners could have done a little bit more defensively to force turnovers, which is their M.O. each and every game, but that's Liberty's M.O. They, they don't turn the ball over a lot on their side. They like to be – they like to protect the ball a lot. And the Miners came into this one 11-2. Two at home. Uh, their largest crowd before this was over 7,000 uh, for that home win against UC Santa Barbara. Tonight, 5,028 uh, fans in attendance. Uh, I'm curious to see how the attendance will change next week. It's Stefan Jackson who's coming into town. That's going to be a cool thing to honor. And let's be honest, I mean, all the off-the-court stuff they were doing, Alberto, it was awesome. I mean, the videos that they were showing, uh, the different honor, the honors, the recognition of the 2003-2004 teams, I think that was a definite highlight from what you could see out there tonight. I mean, Omar Thomas getting his jersey recognized out there today, number 33. He's the Socorro head coach for boys basketball. Jason Williams, our good friend, he's joined Minor Talk countless times, and he was honored today as well. He got a large, a big, big, big applause. He had a lot of people there in attendance for just to see him. Uh, he said he had 
over 150 family and friends tickets, and he bought 100 tickets himself. So uh, there's your donor of the game, too, Jason Williams. Shout out to him. But, uh, Alberto, you tell me, what did you think of the whole, I guess, everything that you saw as far as the honoring and the recognition of the 2003-2004 teams? I think uh, the people really liked that. I think that that was obviously their favorite part, especially now with the loss. And I think that the environment created there was really something special. You know, Adrian, you were there. You saw when uh, Scotty Walden got put on, on, on the Jumbotron and what that did to the environment of that place, right? It kind of right. brought a little life to it, and he, he played his part. He did his thing, and he, he bought into what he was supposed to do, and that was awesome. The thing is, um, yeah, just the miners are – I mean, the, the the fans are disappointed because they're used to that, that tradition of winning, and uh, this minor team hasn't given it to them. Just to kind of go off of what Mike Smith is going, the recruiting part of, of – of, of, of all this is, yeah, I, I've always spoken big on uh, a lot on that is uh, how are you going to recruit or uh, how, how is UTEP going to defend himself against recruits saying, you guys don't get anyone watching you. I'm going to give you, it's it, to, in my mind, it's easy to, to recruit a UTEP player or someone who's being recruited by you because you tell them you want to watch, you want to have people come, come out and watch you for real because we'll have people in the stands, not like here in El Paso, and we'll give you money to do it. And I think that's where uh, UTEP's going to suffer. You know, I've, I've been getting a lot of flack on social right now because of the largest crowd in a while uh, mention. And I also said uh, it's a fun environment, good crowd to comp- uh, compared to recent weeks. It's because, guys, recent weeks – it's been bad at the Haskins Center. Attendance was awful this past Thursday mm-hmm. and tonight. Fans showed up, Sal, and the Miners just couldn't pull out a win. So that's yeah. the bottom line. And, and the unfortunate part is that's kind of happened for a while with uh, UTEP Athletics when it comes to uh, big games. I mean, marketing will do a solid job. Fans will go out there. They'll do their job. But uh, the Miners just go out and lay eggs. And you, you can't do that when you're trying to um, not only get people there when they're already there. you got to keep them there. Give them another reason to go back. Yeah, that's right. Give him another reason to go back. And I think it was entertaining. That's one thing you can definitely say, but hey, you got to win. It's one thing to be entertaining. It's another thing to actually win games. Back to the phones. Trolley Do- Dodger is next. 915-505-6009. Trolley Dodger, what's going on, man? Uh, what up, Agent? Um, it's going, bro. And I'm still... I don't want to talk about this game per se. You want to talk some football instead? No, 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 no. I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Like, I still think, I still think we're alive. We're alive. Like, for basketball season, it's like a four-part season. And it's like, and it's so funny that it's the 03, 04, 20-year reunion because they built a resume, you know? They built a resume non-conference because they didn't win the conference championship game. They got their non-conference. I mean, with the at-large bid, I'm sorry. So right. in the first part of the season, I'm like, yo, we can do this. But we had a rough week with Bradley, Loyola Marymount, and um, the team in between, whatever. So we lost three in a row. A&M, Corpus Christi, that was terrible, bro. So, all right, there goes at large. There goes at large bit, resume. But we can still play good. We still played well against California. We still played well against Wyoming. There's still some hope. Chicago State even beat Northwestern, ranked 25. And then we lay an egg against NMSU, which is just 40 minutes away. 
we're still three and four. I'm going to fast forward this, I know. but Okay, I got you. Um, the next season is the first part of the regular season, you know? Like, this is the first half. We just finished. So this is the second. So, and we are three and five. So we've got to steal some games. Now, I am still confident. I don't know why. This is why I call later, because I need my emotions to calm down. <laughs> but... We are three and five through the first eight games. We can, nobody scares me. There's no Florida Atlantic. There's no Memphis. There's, you know, there's no, nobody in the top 25. Really, Sam Houston doesn't scare me. La Tech doesn't scare me. And they got to come here. NMSU has to come here. It really is in front of the minors. I know I'm not well for thinking this, but it is still all there in front of us and we play in CUSA not the ACC, not the Pac-12 not the Big 12 this is Sam Houston and La Tech that we're looking up at that's a really good point Charlie Dodger you know because this conference is not that impressive and I appreciate the phone call man I appreciate you weighing in I appreciate you giving some time letting some time pass and then giving us a call on your uh, emotional phone call but I'll say this to your point I think that that very reason the fact that there is a lot of parody in conference USA the fact that these games do come down to the end the bitter end is why I still believe this team can win one game in the conference tournament. At least a game, I think. This conference has shown that it has a lot of balance, has a lot of parity, but now I'm starting to roll my eyes around this conversation right there. It's either you win games or you don't. It's either this conference is open and winnable or it's not, and it is right now. It's winnable for even a team like UTEP, which is right now uh, second or third, um, you know, in, in the bottom three of Conference USA as it stands right now. Uh, the way that this league is sh- uh, shook out. And I don't know how they uh, continue to stack on wins on the road or how that will happen. They've got to get the win against New Mexico State next week at home to uh, to kind of right the ship. As far as building a resume, building all that kind of stuff, it just hasn't happened. Uh, as far as this year itself goes, been a really weird year. I think to start things off, a lot of minor fans are really bullish on this team. The Cal win, the UC Santa Barbara win, um, people were thinking – uh, as high as NCAA tournament, and those real—I guess those dreams—crashed down to reality when they lost games like the Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the road game to Abilene Christian, or the home loss to Seattle. Yeah, you can lose to New Mexico State in the Pan Am. This team is, and this program has lost to New Mexico State a lot of times in Las Cruces over the last ten years. But the way that they lost tonight to Liberty, the road losses to La Tech and to Sam Houston—it's tough, man. It's just a it's you know, it's a frustrating season. Call it what it is. Twelve and eleven. That's the minors right now. Three and five in conference play. It's up to them to try to turn things around. I appreciate the phone call, Charlie Dodger. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Nine one five five oh five six zero zero nine. Our telephone number six hundred ESPN El Paso on social and then six hundred ESPN El Paso dot com. Mike from the West Side is joining us next. Mike, good evening. What's going on? Well, I'll start off with the good news. I think the cheerleading squad and the dance team and the pep band do a remarkable job, and they never get enough credit. No, they don't. And our pal Cesar Cubillos helps out with them, and he tweets to this show a lot, and he helps out with this show. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I agree completely. Those those uh, groups definitely deserve a lot of love, and I uh, appreciate you saying that, Mike. 
All right, now it's time to get real, and I'm going to take you and some of these uh, callers to task on something. All right, let's that do it. It really bothers me. Okay, if you got people that can't make free throws, then why are they out there playing? Okay, they got yeah, recruited hold by them accountable, somebody, right? It wasn't me or you, right? Hold them accountable, don't you think? And uh, when's the last time we played a zone defense? I don't remember, man. It's not not so much under Golding, really. Maybe one game under Golding. Don't really remember it too much under Terry. I think you got to kind of look it back to uh, Tim Floyd. Yeah, well, we play defense, defense, defense. All we do is play man-to-man and get in foul trouble and send the other team to the line. So tonight I watched a game where we should have absolutely beat these guys like a bad drum, and instead I watched the banjo player from Deliverance and his midget cousin from Kentucky just wipe our butts on the floor. And, you know, I don't like Liberty. I don't like anything about them, but you got to take your hats off to how well those guys played. Oh, they yeah. They kicked our butts. On the road, this is a, this is a conference, and guys. they lost to to New Mexico State, and they came off and they beat the miners, tiny guys, just like you said. And standing at the three point line, four guys at the three point line with somebody at the top of the key is not a play. What we do is playground basketball with about two plays per half. We don't have any inbounds plays. We don't have any special plays. We never break off of a man-to-man and go into a zone. We never change anything up. And, and just a lack of accountability, i got to put it all on the coach's lap. And like people said, when you got a short team out there, go big. Just go big for five minutes. I don't care if Kalu gets five fouls in five minutes or Derek gets five fouls. Let him go in there and score and beat them up. But we never do that. As soon as they get one foul, they're off the floor. Yeah, yeah. It's short leash on some of those guys, especially Elijah Jones. He only had two minutes tonight. So I hear what you're saying there. I got season tickets. I go to every game. I'm one of the idiots that are going to be there all the time. Win, lose, or draw, I'm a fan. But I'll call it as I see it, and I think Coach has lost his team. Mm. I don't think they want to play for him anymore. And I'll tell you another piece of sad news. Uh, young Mr. Terrell Jr. is not going to be a minor next year. Oh. He's going to opt out of this. Oh, man. You're breaking my heart here, Mike. And, I, you know, I'm not an emotionally invested guy who thinks uh, that way about certain players, but I have an exception when it comes to David Terrell Jr. I want him to be on this team in the future so badly because he is so much fun to watch, even when he's playing like he was tonight. Not the scoring first David Terrell. He's like the all-around David Terrell guy where he's grabbing rebounds. He's chasing after defenders. Uh, he got into foul trouble tonight, which is the one thing you can knock him on. Uh, that that second play, he should not have just thrown out his shoulder uh, or that la- that third foul, I think it was, or fourth foul whatever it was, threw out his shoulder and got uh, that charge drawn on him. That shouldn't have happened. I get it. But the mistakes will come with the freshman, a true freshman. And the shine and the rawness and the uh, the sparks that you see from him, those are all the things that you'll accept and you get really excited about for the upside in the future. But um, the way things are going, I don't know, man. He's got to be he's got to be their number one priority re recruit if you got to boil it down to that. So hey, Mike, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in, uh, and I appreciate you as always uh, chiming into this program. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Next up is Carl from North Central. Carl. Good evening. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? I just just got home from the game, and I don't know what's been going on ahead of me, but I have to tell you, you know, when you miss a three, it's like a turnover. Tonight, I think they rebounded maybe two of them, but 
uh, if you don't make threes, it's a turnover, basically. And uh, I just wonder if why they shoot so many since they're so bad at it. I, I remember one night, at, and I'd hate to go back to Haskins because everybody loved him so much, but he told him no, no long shots. And Jeep Jackson went and took a long shot and missed, and he didn't even say, uh, wait for the coach. He came back and sat down right on the bench. And uh, if you don't work it in, those threes are not going to save you. I I just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, UTEP right now, as it stands, Carl, they are in the bottom 20 in in all of college basketball in three-point percentage. They brought that percentage up a little bit over uh, some of the games they had at home, the Middle Tennessee game at home, the Western Kentucky game at home. They brought that percentage a little up. And then the La Tech road swing again, and also the Sam Houston State road swing from last weekend, they brought that percentage up. But uh, I'm like you. When they're jacking up the 21 attempts and they're making – less than 30% from beyond the arc. That's tough, man. That's that's not a number well, that you get proud of. over 70% of turnovers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and, that, and to your point, that, the offensive rebound, Mark, only nine offensive rebounds in this entire matchup. So uh, that's another thing to mention right there. Now, the other thing, I, you, you hope that he's letting them shoot the threes for practice because he need to learn how to make them, but it's killing us. Yeah, I hear you, Carl. And I think the only reason they continue to do it is they're trying to, I don't know, at least set the tone, make some different uh, statements by it. But the the three-point attempts tonight were frustrating to some extent. And the thing about it was uh, you had guys like Corey Camper who went one for five from beyond the arc, Hardy who went one for six. You want those guys to shoot from beyond the arc. Typically, but they were just off tonight from beyond the arc. And then uh, DeSanjos had four attempts from beyond the arc. You'd like to see more go to maybe Trey Horton uh, as far as three point attempts. So yeah, I think you're you're right on the money there, Carl. Get the right, make the right guys hit the three point shots, like your Trey Hortons, like your you know maybe even Zid Powell who even made one today. He's not a typically a good three point uh, scorer, but he's got to get points somewhere. And when they're zoning UTEP like they were in certain stretches tonight. I think they've got to adjust. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. Hey, Carl, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the program. 915-505-6009. If you'd like to duck in a late call, now is the time to do it. We've got two phone lines available, 915-505-6009. We're going to take our only break of the show here coming up next. When we come back, we're going to start winding things down. I think everybody gave their, uh, their whole spiel about this UTEP basketball team right now, and the bottom line is they're – uh, they're right around 500. I wonder where, where they'll be when it's all said and done this season. And uh, if they'll be at 500, just a little over it or a little under it. I wouldn't be surprised either way. And, um, yeah, I think that's just kind of where this team is at right now. When we come back, we're going to wind things up. Awards next. Our hot hand of the game brought to you by Win Supply El Paso. Our player of the night thanks to Timothy Cantrell. Liberty defeats UTEP 67-65. If you want to weigh in, now is the time to do it. And more in a moment. Minor talk continues. Presented by the Oscar IDFA Agency on 600 ESPN El Paso. Oh, you had to play Mariachis tonight, so I love it. As we continue and we wind things up here, Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar IDFA Agency. Throw it up, Sal. 
estoy afuera, pero el día que That is a tear going down my eyes. <laughs> As we continue, I'm just kidding. Liberty defeats UTEP 67-65. That was the best part of the night, Sal. No, it was it was great, man. This part right here. We, we have to. Hey, we had a great show. I appreciate everybody calling in on the show. I appreciate uh, you all weighing in with us on the program. Appreciate your thoughts. And, uh, yeah, uh, let's let's just keep things moving. 915-505-6009. Joe Chacon with a couple late tweets. And uh, big shout-out to Joe Chacon. He was on fire all day. Uh, 915-505-6009. That is our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on social. Social, and then 600 ESPN El Paso dot com. Uh, this one coming in from Joe Chacon uh, is I have finally come up with the hashtag that I'm going to use for every person that I haven't gifted to one yet. Hashtag Steve the Believer. Sal's my pal. Minor Ink Crew. Adrian is my bro. Does <laughs> see what I did there. That's nice. You guys like that one. Um, hashtag this is a no brainer. Hashtag new category. Hashtag candidate for tweet of the night. Hashtag, let's just say it's Tweet of the Night. Okay, good stuff there, man. Uh, You're almost there. Good stuff. Let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. 600 ESPN El Paso on social. And then 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Next up that uh, that we're going to go to is our awards. First up is our Hot Hand Award. This is presented by Wind Supply El Paso. They always bring our Hot Hand Award. Wind Supply El Paso. Paso is a proud distributor of champion furnaces across town. And if you look for their uh, their find a dealer tab, it's online, windsupplyelpaso.com. Check out the find a dealer tab, and then you can check out those champion furnaces today. Uh, I'll swing it over to you guys in just a little bit. Uh, Sal just jumped on the phones right there, and uh, I was going to swing him the Hot Hand of the Game Award. So I'll do that here in just a second as uh, Sal Sal is going to give us this one right here. But there's some good candidates right here. There's Corey Camper Jr., there's Tay Hardy, there's John Dosanjos, there's David Terrell, there's also Calvin Solomon, Zid Powell, Sal Montes. Where are we going? Hot Hand of the Game here uh, from this one for UTEP. You know what? Uh, we were deliberating during the break, and um, I've, uh, I've come up with with an answer here. Originally, I was going to go with John Dos Anjos, but um, just kind of looking at the overall body of work, I'm going to go with Corey Camper. Yeah, Corey okay. Jr., yeah. I like it. Corey Camper Jr., hot hand of the game, presented by Wind Supply El Paso. 13 points, 4 for 12 from the field. He hit a three-pointer in this matchup, 7 rebounds, had 3 assists as well, and 37 minutes of action for Corey Camper Jr. here on the program. Our player of the night, Alberto, I'll swing it over to you. Who's going to win this one? This is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. Otis Frazier the third. That's who we went with. He had a fifteen point six of eight from the field. He hit also a three. He had seven rebounds, three assists, a block, and three steals. He had a busy night. Yeah, he did. And that is the player of the night brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell your home here in El Paso, look no further. Timothy Cantrell, his vast knowledge, unwavering dedication, and valuable resources, he's here to make your real real estate dreams come true. If you're ready to take the next step, well, you can contact Timothy today at 915-204-8441. That's 915-204-8441 via 
call or text. That is Timothy Cantrell selling the dream one property at a time. Back to the phones right now, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in, a late call on the program. Juju is next on the phone lines. What's up, Juju? Uh, Juju, you got to turn that radio down. Sorry, Juju. Oh. Yes, sir. I want to go ahead and get a shout-out to uh, the new uh, head UTEP football coach, Scotty uh, Walden. Okay. He got up the uh, the crowd going right before the second half, and uh, he was running up and down the stands. I'm going to give him a heads, out and a heads, heads up on that because he got the crowd going. And uh, we went from there. And um, we appreciate the season ticket holders, appreciate that, what he was doing. And uh, that was one of the nicest things that I've seen in a long, long, long time. And just to give him kudos on that, getting the minor uh, fan band coin. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, he had so much energy tonight. He was firing up the crowd, and it looked like he was actually engaging with a lot of fans. They were hosting recruits tonight, so it was a big night for UTEP football. Yeah, and that, that was that was that was really nice. And uh, and uh, minor fans uh, just hang in there. Uh, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. And uh, and uh, that's all I can say, Adrian. And just don't give up. I hear you, man. Okay. Hey, good stuff there. Uh, Juju, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the program with us and hanging late with us tonight. Liberty defeats UTEP 67-65. Next week, it is New Mexico State for UTEP. It's the Battle of I-10. Saturday, February 10th, we'll be live out at the District West, 32-33 North Mesa, ahead of UTEP basketball next week. So come on out and join us if you're anywhere in the area. We'd love to see you. We'd love to have you stop by and hang out with us, have a burger or a drink before the big game, and it will be a, a significant matchup. New Mexico State comes into this one 11-12 and 12 overall. They're 5-3 and three in conference play right now as it stands. So, Sal, despite this team having a worse record than UTEP in conference play, they've turned it around a little bit. No, they, they definitely have. And uh, the interesting part, too, Adrian, is that we're already in February. And literally, this was the uh, midpoint of Conference USA play. So when you look at the rest of the uh, the schedule, you see how can they fare up against whatever they have remaining. Everybody's played everybody once at this point. Do you trust the team you're going up against next to uh, to get the better of you again, or can you continue it? Maybe we see a flip to Adrian when it comes to the um, – I'm going to go out and say it, and I think we're going to see a flip in terms of home teams in Conference USA getting these wins. There's going to be a lot more teams who are playing better basketball that are going to be uh, – that are going to be on the road, and we saw it tonight. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And with New Mexico State, no, uh, they will not have, uh, I, I believe, um, help me out, guys. Who's yeah, oh, yeah. It's Robert Carpenter, there who ended up being in, uh, indefinitely suspended from the Aggies. I, it, they probably won't have him against the Miners. I don't know how much of a difference that'll be. Uh, they beat Jacksonville State tonight, 67-65, and they beat uh, Liberty in overtime, 79-73, coming off two big wins. Can they make it three in a row here as 
they take the Miners on in next Saturday's matchup at the Haskins Center. So should be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Jason Hooten will be, uh, you know, manning things. It's the first time he's been to El Paso with the Aggies. So it's another storyline to look at. And it seems like since Chris Jans left the program for New Mexico State, these two teams have been splitting the home and home games. And uh, let's see if that's the case come uh, Saturday and UTEP can get a much-needed victory under their belt. Hey, uh, this has been a great show. Can't thank any, everybody enough for chiming in on the program with us. If you missed any of it, listen to us on our podcast channel, wherever you listen to podcasts, and catch us next week for Minor Talk, uh, again, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. For Sal Montes, for Alberto Retta, I'm Adrian Bradis saying so long, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk here tonight. Liberty defeats UTEP 67-65. We'll be back next week with more on 600 ESPN El Paso.